Dwayne Ferris with Black Creek Canine Pipeline Leak Detection. Let's talk a little bit about your company and what it is and how you got started in this. All right, sir. Yeah, like I said, my name is Dwayne Ferris. I'm a uh, former United States Marine who set out on my own venture to create Black Creek Canine Pipeline Leak Detection. We're located here in North Texas, in Decatur, Texas. And basically doing so, it enables my company to be strategically located to respond basically to the Permian, the Eagle Ford, and the Barnett Shell. And it allowed me to be able to have subconscious contractors throughout the United States to uh, respond to leaks that are occurring within our pipelines. Um, I've also have uh, I have overseas representation also uh, looking to implement our services here in 2021. How is it that the dogs do the leak detection? So what we do for leak detection offer several different avenues or options for operators. The first is going to be through the hydro test to where we have about a half dozen of odorants to include hydrocarbon detectability. We also can implement it through active and out of service lines, having a reactive response and a proactive response. And what I mean by that is we don't necessarily have to inject anything novel into the line. As long as we're aware of what is being transported in those pipelines, that's gonna enable us the ability to deploy our canine teams to alert on the different odorants that are within these pipelines. That kind of separates us from others that are with it in this industry, but it's been a journey for these last couple of years because I've wanted to incorporate more of a scientific based approach. And I can actually honestly say quantifiably that um, we actually look to calculate parts per million for the odorants that are going to be injected and or what is actually calculated. I've come to find out throughout the year of working uh, pipeline leak detection jobs throughout the year for different operators and talking to them. And with a more grasp of a understanding of what is already in their pipeline, majority of the time is going to fall within our, our vast array of odorants that our dogs are already imprinted on. And we've gained quite a bit of interest, especially on a routine or a preventative maintenance plan of adding canine detection for pipelines, basically walking these right away is that they're not able to actually put boots on the ground or have a more uh, personalized approach uh, for a leak detection with it. What type of dogs do you use? We currently utilize Shepherds, Labradors, and the Belgian Malinois. Labradors, that's the first time I've really heard of a Labrador as a uh, sniffing dog. I've heard of the German Shepherd, I've heard of the Belgian, even the Czech the, I call it the uh, German Czech dog and the German Belgian right. dog and um, or the shepherd I mean um, the, the Labrador what what uh, do they do? Yes sir um, so he's a black lab his name is Crash he was actually my first uh, pipeline leak detection dog. It's basically a black lab um, thinking that he's a Belgian Malinois but labs are also definitely one of the top types of breeds within the detection community. 
depending on what the agency or organization are using, um, it does give the appearance of a more gentler, kinder, friendlier dog out there within the public. So labs are actually very popular within the detection community. So it puts them right up there as far as reliability and trainability, along with your Belgian Malinois and your German Shepherds, uh, your Dutch Dutch Shepherds and Czech Shepherds. So it just depends on where they're they're actually coming from within the, the world there. So, so I've got a uh, Frackleberry Hound, our mascot. She's a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. At least we, we think she is. Um, good nose. A hound, part hound. You know, Chesapeake Bay Retriever are part Newfoundland, part... Uh, Irish Water Spaniel and part uh, hound dog bred years and years ago, whatever. And um, before that, I had a bloodhound. Of course, bloodhounds are probably the most well-known for their nose, I would say. I don't know if it's scientifically proven that they've got the best nose or not, but as a kid, you've always read that that's the one. Uh, how come they don't get used with pipelines? I know they do with humans and, and capturing that sort of thing, but uh, are they used much in pipelines? No, they're not. And to be honest with you, I think it just looks more um, a subjective thoughts about that type of breed because every dog has a nose and they're using it 24-7 of their lives. Um, I think it's more or less looking as far as the environment that they're going to be working into. Genetics plays a big role into it and historical uh, working lines plays a huge role with it. Um, I think a lot of it go ties into their endurance their capabilities to be able to walk right away for miles on in in various temperatures. So they tend to be more conducive and more aligned for the type of work that we're doing. But within the canine community, there are tons of dogs that have jobs used for everything and anything underneath the sun. Um, like there's conservation dogs, there's water leak detection dogs, there's actually sewage leak detection dogs worldwide. There's actually dogs that are taught to find and locate buried cabled cables that have actually become um, severed and not completed the connectivity. And I've learned about these through a uh, nonprofit called the International Canine Spill and Leak Detection Association for which uh, Mr. Paul Bunker, he's the president of this association. So putting this out worldwide, we're actually getting to see a vast array of different types of jobs with jobs that are able to detect this type of stuff within the uh, the environment that they're working in. So it's been very educational and eye-opening. I remember about 10, 12 years ago, I was doing a, a nighttime show. It was one of those shows where you'd have somebody on for a half hour, an hour, quite a bit. And we had a uh, uh, dog sniffing, a drug sniffing dog, a trainer on from New York. And it was during the, oh, I want to say it was the shoe bombing when there was a lot of shoes that were, they thought maybe had some bombs in them back in the 2000s. And so there was, anyway, that was one of our news stories. We just kind of did that. And, and what surprised me was there's families out there that have been training dogs to like sniff money to go find old inheritance that mom, that grandpa and grandpa <laughs> dug in the backyard and things like that. And so I thought, and he goes, Jason, he goes, we could train a dog to smell anything. He goes, it's just a matter of what it is we got to train them for and everything else. But he goes, he goes, if, if, if you want them to find it, you just, they'll find it, you know, <laughs> like, so. Right, right. Yeah. They're very, they're a versatile tool uh, out there on it. And 
that's where the science is really coming into it and knowing exactly what you want to train your dog on to detect. Uh, if you've heard the uh, the nose work uh, sport to basically uh, even pugs and bulldogs and just your normal average dog that's home with their their family they're actually taking interest in looking for essential type of oils uh, out there and turning it into a huge sport so you could take a dog that doesn't really have a job out there and incorporate them into the sport and at the same time the owners of these dogs are also gaining knowledge on how to train a dog to detect something that they're looking for and at the same time creates a little friendly competition out there and I like to see that more dogs with jobs out there. So solves a lot of behavioral issues too, at the same time. What's your biggest obstacle when it comes to the operators? When it, when it comes to this, is that you guys aren't automated or is it, are you too old school, I guess? Cause to me, well, I, I look at this and I, I think it's a, to me, it solves a lot of problems. I mean, just not only do you get the pipeline detection, but you also get the PR side of things too, because there's a, there's a lot correct. of good PR involved with this, whether you know it or not. And then the other question I have, I'm sorry to throw three at once at you, but um, I also have I have read studies that these dogs are more accurate than a lot of the a lot of the sensors out there right now. So there's three reasons right there for you. So you can, you might have more than that, but I just I just gave you three on your side. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, the first one, um, in my opinion, what I say is just knowledge. It's just there's not enough of us out there doing it to where it can actually be rolling off the tongue like it does traditionally with explosive detection dogs, narcotics detection dogs, bed bugs, medical alerts, search and rescue, right? So those are predominantly the core areas that folks get into it, being military, law enforcement, or civilian, right? Because those are the ones that have predominantly been out there in the world uh, doing and performing these jobs tied to the safety and security of countries and people and day-to-day lives on it, right? So I think that's the biggest obstacle we have with being able to get out there and perform this service for them more often on it, because once they see it, the proof's in the pudding. Um, just a va- just a range of cost savings, right? You know, I mean, I'm a Marine, I'm a former Marine, so you have to do, you know, check my math, math for Marines and everything. But some of the operators I've talked to in the past, when they've employed my services, both as a reactionary saying, hey, they've got a leak, they've been chasing it for X amount of days, can't find it, I show up, find it. The quickest that my dogs have found a leak are within about two minutes of deploying from the truck all the way to three hours. Well, that three hours is because we were walking 10 miles of pipe. So it just happened to be there. So with the education part and kind of a mission statement out there is to continue to educate those and practitioners about this capability for detection canines for both spills and leaks. Um, And with that, we bring a lot of scientific research through that platform. So that is the number one obstacle of trying to get the dogs out there to do this uh, leak detection. Well, there's Frackleberry Hound barking right there. Didn't oh, there you go. I'm did, surprised my dogs are, are not barking either once they start to hear another one bark. So. Yeah, I, but they're uh, being pretty good quiet. She, she does a pretty good job in studio, but every now and then, you know, that's uh, the, they, 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 they like to have their voices heard. In fact, she okay. likes to pick up chew toys and drop them <laughs> when I'm doing these things to make noise. But uh, anyway, well, how many different uh, shale plays are you in? If you're out of North Texas, my guess is you probably got the Eagleford and 
Haynesville and uh, Permian taken care of, or do you go much uh, outside of the state? Uh, we haven't had that opportunity, to be honest with you. Most of it's going to be all the way out to uh, the west, uh, New Mexico, Carlsbad, obviously, area out to Louisiana. Um, the furthest south that we've not done leak detection because through a, uh, a partner agency of Mr. Adam Black with Black Creek Canine Services, we also offer contraband and firearm searches to the oil and natural gas industry and a lot of them have really embraced that because it's an add on to their safety security programs so when we're showing up and they're doing the the testing and making sure that the work environment is, is safe uh they'll employ us with dogs to go look for those items that can't be readily detected right through plain sight or uh urinalysis etc but we've actually been flown 200 miles off the coast into the, the Gulf of Mexico on some lift boats and some offshore drilling rigs doing a contraband service also. So just a little plug, we've been 200 miles into the Gulf of Mexico flying in helicopters with the dogs also. So you guys do additional services outside of the leak pipe detection? Yes, sir. Well, give yourself a plug, man. Well, by all means. So if anybody's out there looking for a little better scientific and reliable means of detecting those items that they can't find on a day-to-day hit up black creek canine pipeline leak detection and black creek canine services and we'll employ those dogs to look for those items there for contraband and firearms which are pretty known to be a no-no out there in the industry and continue to keep them safe and sound so they can provide those products that we need to to survive on Anything we forgot to mention? Anything you got to uh, get out there to make sure you let people know? I like to give guests the final word, if you will. So, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, actually, we got that, uh, you know, the Pipeline Pigging um, Integrity Management Conference that's been held for the past uh, decades down in Houston. Fortunately, this time it's not going to be in person, but it's going to be virtually. So I would encourage everybody to, to participate, log in, and look at it. So we'll do some more advertising through their platform, um, also for the leak detection there. And if there's any questions or comments or concerns that I can be able to help these operators find those leaks expediently and save that average cost of anywhere from 50 to 80% on their, their average uh, spent money out there, give us a holler. We'd be more than willing and able to accommodate and do that service for them. What was this conference? It's the PPIM, the Pipeline Pigging Integrity Management Conference. And it's uh, going to be virtual this year? They're not going to do it in person? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm curious to see how those are going to go. Um, you know, it's... We uh, are too, to be honest with you, because I, I went to my first one last year, and you're talking about over 3,000 participants to include not just within the continental United States, but also overseas. So it was very educational at the same time, but eye-opening to have all sorts of personnel within the industry doing anything and everything. Uh, they got really interested about the dogs, and a lot of them were unaware of what the dogs can do for the industry. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see if... Um you know, a lot of people used to go to conferences for FaceTime, they said. You know, we need some good for FaceTime. Sure. So we'll see if that FaceTime transport, you know, translates to Zoom time or Facebook FaceTime and that sort of thing because you still can get it technically, but it's just it's a little different. So it's just the way the world's changing right now. And, 
You know, some of you like, some of you don't. Either way, the conference is going to happen. So either you can go or or you can miss some good information. Imagine a lot of speakers lined up, that sort of thing. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, a lot of speakers, like I said, a vast array of uh, different items and subjects out there. And it is. It's as with anything in, in life and business, it's all about the networking on it and trying to do business with uh, new individuals and organizations and continue that repeat business with people that you've done and provide services with uh, good glowing marks and keep things going. Well, I still think uh, if I was a pipeline company, I would have pipeline sniffing dogs at the front of my marketing at the very, I mean, interacting with the school kids and just being a part of the community. Everybody loves a dog. Well, not everybody, but but most people do. And it's so engaging. In fact, Frackleberry Hound, the whole reason we gave her that name was because that was the first time I've ever seen anybody smile with the word frack. Ever. <laughs> it's the, the name is just, it's not a good name. And, well, I mean, it, it's, it's a very appropriate name. It is. Right. It's, it's a very appropriate name. But we live in a day and age where, it, you know, it, <laughs> the sizzle sells more than the steak. So, unfortunately... Oh, well, I mean, look at frack. You fracture a dam, you fracture a relationship, you fracture a bone. There's not a lot of positive connotations that come out of it. So that's why we were like, oh, frackleberry hound. People laugh. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. I mean, hey, sometimes just having a smile is better than the stupidity behind what we came up with. So anyways, but. Uh, no, for sure. And I think the dogs, no matter what type of work or deployment they get out there, you can't help but have people come up and ask questions about your dog, what they do. They want to, it's like having kids, you know, and showing pictures when we used to pull pictures out of our wallet and show pictures of the kids, right? Everybody wants to share, which I think is such a, it's a great way to build a rapport or relationship within those first two minutes. And within the canine community, because we also do, we, we, we do a lot of school searches where we are within the, the North Texas area. So we sometimes have to meet new people and you have that two or three minutes to build that relationship and normally having just that dog there and that vibe that they put off on it and that good energy and get ready to, hey, go do some good tends to smooth anything over or uh, just squash any kind of doubt that they may have. And when we show up out there to the oil field, believe it or not, when we'll show up, we're meeting a lot of these folks for the first time. And if they've never heard of it or they're a little little unsure of the efficiency about their detection um it's amazing and believe me i use that to my advantage on it to get to know the the men and women out there so we can also have their support while we're doing what we need to do for them one more time how people can get in touch with you and find out some more information or engage with your services all right easiest ways definitely on any uh web browser platform Type in Black Creek Canine Pipeline Leak Detection. We are on every social media platform that you can think of. Uh, my website is B as in Bravo, C as in Charlie, Kilo is in, or K is in Kilo, 9services.com. Dwayne Ferris with Black Creek Canine Pipeline Leak Detection. Let's do that one more time with those military code words again. All right. So you can reach me at B as in Bravo, C as in Charlie, K as in Kilo, the number nine, services.com. 